welcome to another episode of the Gridiron Fantasy Football Podcast. Today is Friday, August 7, 2020. And of course, I am Chip and I'm your host. And thank you so much for listening today. If you're a new listener, thank you so much for tuning in. Please share this podcast with everybody that you know. You can find us over on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. If you'd like to watch us, you can watch us over on YouTube at Gridiron Fantasy Football. So please don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss another episode. And now, how's everyone doing? How's everyone's week going? I hope everyone's having a great week. Um, I hope you're doing, you know, doing well. You know, today started my weekend, and today I've, I've been really trying to focus on recording a lot of content to publish in the next few weeks because um, I know this is the this is the month that people have their drafts. I want to make sure that all my listeners are ready for the drafts. You know, given my opinions and my videos on my overvalued, undervalued players, my bounce back players, my must own players, my caution players. So all that stuff's gonna be. Uh, has, obviously, if it's not been released yet, it's going to be released soon. And, you know, this is something that we're getting to the point where drafts will start from now until the first, you know, right before the first week of the season. And I'm super excited to be able to bring that content to you. I'm excited for my own drafts and my own personal leagues. And it's going to be really, really fun. Um, today, we're actually going to be doing a, another mock draft. And now this mock draft is more geared towards the zero running back strategy. You know, this strategy is more geared towards your PPR formats. The theory behind the strategy is due to like the limited amount of like workhorse running backs that you have. You know, it's it allows you to be able to still get elite players in other positions. So, you know, if you're someone who has to draft 10 or 11 or 12, like in a 12 team league, this is, might be a strategy you have to pivot to if you can't get a main elite running back workhorse fall to you. So it's one of those things where. If you can get those elite receivers and that elite tight end, you know why not stock up on those players? Because it's really going to help balance your roster. Now, the, the downside of this strategy is the fact the matter is is that the winning percentage on the on this strategy is very low. So, the problem is you really have to hit on the running backs that you grab later on in the draft. So, those mid range guys are the guys that you have to try to focus on and hopefully hit on those guys. And if not, that can really hurt your your team. However, if you are able to draft well and you get elite wide receivers, you can still trade those guys to get a, a, like an elite, you know, running back. So don't feel like it's all, you know, all lost if you can't get um, an elite running back and you have to go wide receiver heavy. So just look at that. Um, and also too, if you do have elite wide receivers, you know, the running back position is running back position that has a lot of injuries. I mean, you're talking about running backs who are workhorse running backs that get 20 plus touches a game. So you got to think about all the hits they take all the all the lateral movements they have to make, all the pivots, all the things they have to do, they're more at risk to get injured. So if you're able to find elite wide receivers and find these guys that are, you know, productive in the mid rounds, that's gonna be a huge, huge benefit to you and hopefully take you on to a fantasy championship. So we're gonna do that in in a brief moment, but I'm gonna go over some of the news. Right now, breaking news out of Washington. The Washington football team have released Darius Geis. Geis was arrested on Friday on domestic violence charges. Now, with his release, this obviously gives huge upside to Antonio Gibson. He is a rookie out of Memphis. He is a hybrid wide receiver running back, but it looks like because of his talent, they're going to try to find a way to use him and make that more that offense more dynamic. I know they have Adrian Peterson and Peyton Barber, but if I had to choose a guy on that roster from the running back position i am going antonio gibson now the problem with him you know he is now going to be sought after because you know his stock is gonna go up his adp is gonna go up 
And that's unfortunate because he's a guy that you could have gotten late, maybe your last pick of the draft. But now with the release of Darius Geis, is now going to cause his his stock to rise, which it may hurt you in your strategy on trying to get somebody that's going to have a huge value. But I do think that that's the guy that is going to have the most upside this year when it comes to the rookies. Now, Bruce Arians has announced that Ronald Jones will be the main guy in the Bucks' backfield. Now, this makes a whole lot of sense. I mean, it's his third year now. It's his second year in the Bruce Arians offense. You know, he has worked super hard to kind of add some add some weight. He's up to 225. He's been working on his pass catching. So I think that he has every right and the open opportunity to be able to be that starting running back in the Bucks' backfield. Now, I was a little concerned the fact that they obviously they drafted Kayshawn Vaughn and then they signed LaShawn McCoy. But I think they're starting to get more trust with Ronald Jones. And I really hope that he does, you know, well this year. I hope that he has improved in his pass protection. I hope that he's a, a guy that has, does not have to come off the field because with, with him coming off the field on third downs and whatnot, that means he has to do a lot with the first and second down opportunities. So hopefully he has improved as much to the point where he never has to come off the field and they're only using LaShawn McCoy or Kayshawn Vaughn, you know, sparingly. But I'm rooting for Ronald Jones. You know, he's a guy that was highly, you know, highly drafted in the draft a couple years ago and that we were hoping for, you know, big things from him. So I hope this is a year that he breaks out and I hope that it, you know, helps, you know, helps the Bucks, you know, this year as well. And with that, Marquise Brown, the Ravens wide receiver, has added 23 pounds of muscle this offseason. Now, I know this is not huge news, but I mean, the fact that the guy's working, right? He went from 157 pounds to 180. That's crazy to think that somebody who's smaller than me is playing in the NFL at that size. But this just goes to show how elite this guy is in his speed and his in his skills. I mean, to be 157 pounds, I mean, an NFL player, I mean, that's crazy to me. But I love the fact that see, I love seeing players work their butts off in the offseason to, to get a goal, a personal goal, to be able to add the weight, be more durable, be stronger, so he can be that true number one for the Ravens. Now, I don't know how this changes his, changes his speed because Marquise Brown is known for his speed. Adding that much weight, adding 23 pounds, I don't know if that makes him a little bit slower or whatnot, but I'm excited to see what he you know what he's able to do on the football field now being that heavy at 180 pounds. But you know he's a guy that, I, that he's one of my favorite targets in the draft, late in the draft, maybe mid-round guy. But um, if he's there, I definitely want to draft him. I think he has sneaky upside this year. And going with that, Steelers wide receiver Deontay Johnson declared himself 100%. Um, after his offseason hernia surgery. You know, he's the guy that everyone was looking at this year as one another, another breakout wide receiver. And I think he does have that potential. I think obviously with Big Ben coming back, you know, Juju's back. They have James Washington. They added Eric Ebron. James Conner's back healthy. I do think Deontay Johnson is going to be a guy that you can grab later in drafts. He may not get drafted at all. It depends on how much belief you have in him. But I do think that... You know, Dante Johnson's name is going to come up a lot this year. You know, he's definitely one of those guys that has high upside and definitely a value pick to be able to get him. And especially with Big Ben coming back, um, I think that it, the sky's the limit for Dante Johnson if he's able to stay healthy and if that offense is clicking. Now, last, the Dolphins, uh, Dolphins wide receivers Albert Wilson and Alan Hearns have opted out the 2020 season um, due to COVID concerns. Now, this definitely gives huge upside to. Albert uh, to Preston Williams and Devontae Parker. Now, if I had to choose between the two 
receivers in my drafts, I'm going to choose Devontae Parker. I'm not a big fan of drafting guys coming off of ACL surgeries. Um, he's a, you know, that makes me really concerned just because it's usually, it takes obviously a full nine to 12 months of rehab. And then for him to kind of feel back to his normal self, it takes another year or so. So, you know, Preston Williams is a guy that I would love to draft next year, but this year I'm kind of worried on that. I'm not really big fans of guys coming off ACL injuries. Now I know before Preston Williams got injured last year, he was the target leader for the Miami Dolphins. So I know if he's on the field, he is that talented, but I just think I'm going to lean more towards Avante Parker, especially early on, because we have no idea if Preston Williams is even going to be starting on the active roster this year. So Devontae Parker is definitely a guy that I'm going to target um, just because the targets are going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Like without Alan Hearns and without Albert Wilson, that just gives a bump in everybody and, you know, at the wide receiver position for especially Devontae Parker and Mike and Mike Jasicki. So don't don't forget his name either at the tight end position. So that's those are that's the news. So right now we're gonna do, jump into the mock draft and I have everything set up. So let's get into it. Okay, so now we're in the mock draft. So we're using the sleeper app just like we did last time. I love the sleeper app. It allows you to be so customizable when it comes to your your roster size, um your your league settings if it's PPR standard, whatnot. So um, right now, like I said, um, I have the 12th position in the draft. So I'm going to go ahead and start and begin the draft. And if you're watching this over on YouTube, you can watch the whole the, the draft board on YouTube. All right. So the draft has started. And surprisingly, Alvin Kamara was the number one running back off the board. Then you had Christian McCaffrey, Zeke, Saquon Barkley, and then Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, was the fifth running back off the board before Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry. Now, this is obviously something that we're going to see. We're going to see a lot of this. We're going to see Clyde Edwards-Hilaire just continue to you know skyrocket up, up the draft board. But um, crazy to see him go before Dalvin Cook. Um, you know, but that's that's not unlikely. I mean, that's if you really believe in him and believe in that offense this year, obviously, which you should because it's the Chiefs. But that's crazy to see him go that early. And then you have the first wide receiver was Michael Thomas off the board. And then you have Devontae Adams as the second wide receiver. Follow that up with Joe Mixon and then Miles Sanders. So like I said, I'm doing wide receiver heavy. So I have two picks in a row. And I'm going to see what I have at wide receiver. So obviously Tyreek Hill is there. I'm take, I love Tyreek Hill. He's one of my favorite players. So I'm going to draft Tyreek Hill. And then now I have the choice. Do I want to go tight end? and grab Travis Kelsey, or do I want to get Julio Jones? This is tough for me because I definitely like Travis Kelsey. He's one of my favorite players, but I definitely don't like having two players on the same offense. So what I'm going to do is I like Julio Jones. He is one, he's, you know, he's obviously an elite wide receiver. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and draft Julio Jones over, over Travis Kelsey. And then following my pick, you know, Kenyon Drake, Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs, Patrick Holmes goes at the 2-5. Then Nick Chubb, DeAndre Hopkins, and then Austin Eckler. And Travis Kelsey comes off at the 2-8. Um, Lamar Jackson comes at the 2-10. And then you have George Kittle to round out the second round. Now it's my pick again. Now here I'm still going to look at wide receiver. You know, I could choose a running back here. I can look at tight end. You know, Mark Andrews is still there, so I could go that route. I have two picks in a row, so I have no problem picking up a tight end and receiver. 
Um, right now, the top choices for wide receiver right now are DJ Moore and Amari Cooper. Um, that's a tough one for me. I I don't know. I, I like DJ Moore. I just I haven't seen enough from DJ Moore to want me to take like for me to want to take him here. So what I'm gonna do is like I have back to back picks, so it doesn't really matter who I pick right now. But I'm gonna go Mark Andrews. I'm gonna solidify the tight end position there and to get Mark Andrews. And now it's my pick again. I'm gonna choose a wide receiver, looking at the options. You know, you have DJ Moore, there's Amari Cooper. I'm not a big fan of Cooper Cup, and I don't want to draft Calvin Ridley because I already have Julio Jones. So what I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to take the chance and I'm going to grab, I'm going to grab Amari Cooper. I like the offense more in Dallas than I do in Carolina. So that's the pick there. Like I, I just think that, you know, Amari Cooper is a guy who does, you know, go quiet once in a while. But at that point, you have to look at who has a better offense. And obviously the Cowboys have the better offense than Carolina. Now going through some of the picks, some of the main the main draft picks there, you know Jonathan Taylor, another the second best rookie running back based on rankings. He went at the four seven, and then you know you had David Montgomery got the four ten, and then you have you know Zach Ertz, another tight end goes at the five three on the turnaround. So right now this is the time where I could either still go wide receiver or I can now f- find those running backs. So I'm gonna see exactly what's available. And right now, you know, I I look at the I look at the running back position. It is getting thinner, obviously, and this is whole part of this strategy is to see exactly what you have there. But well, since I have back to back picks, you know what? I was talking before. I'm gonna take Ronald Jones. You know, I know that that might seem a little bit early, but if it's true that he's gonna be the workhorse running back, then I'm gonna take Ronald Jones here. And then I'll go back to wide receiver. And I love Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin, I have him in my dynasty roster, and I love the fact that I have him. He's a guy that I think could have a Chris Godwin-type season. So I have no problem taking Terry McLaurin right there. So with that being the case, my roster right now is Tyree Kill, Julio Jones, Mark Andrews, Amari Cooper, Ronald Jones, and Terry McLaurin. So I, I now... I'm going to be able to draft best best player available. And more than likely, that's going to be in the running back position. Because right now, you know, Cam, Cam Akers, the rookie running back for the Rams, got drafted. And then, unfortunately, Darius Geist got drafted. But, that you know, obviously, that's, you know, we're doing it this right now after news broke. So I can't imagine that that's not going to be the case in mock drafts. Um, we had a run on, run on quarterbacks. We had Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray go. Um, at the 6'4", 6'7", and 6'8". Then on the turnaround, you had Deshaun Watson, Drew Brees, and Tom Brago at the 7'4". And then my, Matt Ryan at the 7'11". So now this is the time of the draft where I got to figure out, do I want to grab a quarterback now? I mean, we still have Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Carson Wentz, Matthew Stafford. I mean, we still got a lot of good uh, quarterbacks there, so I'm not going to hit a, I'm not going to get a quarterback right now. Uh, I still need to get my running backs figured out. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to grab, right now on the board, we have Jordan Howard, which I think is a sneaky player this year. I think he can be really good. And we have Tevin Coleman. What I'm going to do is I'm going to draft Tevin Coleman because I do think that in that offense for the 49ers, I know Raheem Mostert is going to probably be be the starter, but they're always interchangeable. They always are relevant. We saw it last year. So I think that you know Tevin Coleman right now is the guy that I'll draft 
in, in this position. And then looking at having the back-to-back -back picks, it is getting kind of slim at running back. Um, wide receiver, I think I'm good right now. There's some good players I can probably get on the turnaround. So going back to running back, seeing who's available. I can probably wait for Antonio Gibson for another couple rounds. I don't want the, to really overdraft him. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just grab Jordan Howard. I think that there's potential there. So this is, you know, like I said, this is part of the strategy. You're not going to get the, the big name running backs. Hopefully they're productive enough to kind of help get your roster along and your win, you know, and get wins, you know, week in and week out and be productive and consistent. And some noble names that went, we had, Aaron Rodgers got the 8-6. Dante Johnson went the 8-7. You know, with Debo Samuel still being injured, he went the 8-9. Then we had a run on running backs. We had Matt Breida, Sonny Michelgo, Alexander Madison, Keyshawn Vaughn, Philip Lindsay, and Latavius Murray going at the 9-3. And then also we have that one person that I know this is all computerized, but San Francisco's defense went at the 9-6, which is stupid. Um, please don't draft the defense until your last pick. Um and then we got Josh Allen going at the 9-7. Zach Moss, a rookie running back for Buffalo, went at the 9-8. And then Carrion John Johnson went at the 9-11. So it's my pick at the 9-12. What I'm going to do is I don't, I'm don't i going to grab Antonio Gibson here because I don't think – I know I get back-to-back -back picks. I just don't think he's going to be there on the turnaround. So I'm going to go and grab him now. And then I'm going to look at wide receiver, see what's available there. We have we have some we have some good options. We have C.D. Lamb, we have Henry you know Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, uh, Nicole Hardman, Jameson Crowder, Christian Kirk, and Jalen Rager. Now, out of all those players that that are on the board, I know this is probably not the you know the consensus pick, but I'm going to go with Jalen Rager, just because of what's going on in the league for the Philadelphia Eagles right now with players you know being injured, players opting out. I do think that Jalen Rager has the potential to be a very high upside and good value wide receiver. So then, you know, Henry Ruggs went after my pick at the 10-2. Jared Cook got picked at the 10-3. And let's see, Carson Wentz went at the 10-5. Then you had a run of C.D. Lamb. And then Jerry Judy went. And then we had a run on a couple, you know, picks of the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens got the 10-10, 10-11. And then... Let's see. Yeah, I mean, Damian Harris went at the 11-11. That was going to be my next pick. I like Damian Harris just because Sully Michelle is injured right now. But I'm going to look at what's at running back. And let's see. Really not a lot to go with right now. So I'm going to look at quarterback and look at what's at the quarterback position. We have Big Ben and we have Baker Mayfield. Now, in this position, if, I, if I'm choosing between these guys, I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield. He's healthier. He's younger. He's in. A, he's in a good offense. I with Big Ben coming off that that elbow surgery. I just don't know how much he's going to hold up. I want to take that risk there, but I rather I rather have Baker Mayfield where I know it's going to be. He's 100 percent healthy. He's in a good offense, and so I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and take Baker Mayfield right here at the t the 11 12. So now I don't need to worry about drafting their quarterback in a one quarterback league. You don't need to worry about taking two quarterbacks on your roster you know just you, you can stream quarterbacks if you don't like Baker Mayfield you can always find somebody to plug in so I'm gonna go back to running back and see what's available 
and going through my options here. Not really a lot of guys that really really want to draft. But I gotta figure out who I want to get before I pick because I won't be picking for a lot of, you know, this is my last pick. So there's gonna be a lot of picks before I get the pick again. You know, I already have I already have Jalen Rager. I do think Boston Scott's a, is a sneaky PPR guy if, in a flex position with Justin Jackson. Let's see. You know, I'm going to go. Actually, what I'm going to do, I'm going with Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde is, you know, he plays for Seattle. He got, you know, picked up by him in the offseason. We just don't know exactly what's going to go on with Rashad Penny coming back and then Chris Carson. So I'd rather take a, a flyer on, on Carlos Hyde right there at the 12-1. I mean, you know, he could be a guy. He's one of those guys that could have the potential to be, you know, someone who can be very productive and consistent on your roster if he gets the opportunity. I mean, he did well with Houston last year. He had over a thousand yards rushing. So I mean, he does have talent. And now with the injuries happening with Carson with, with Carson and with Penny, I think that, that allows Carlos Hyde to have an opportunity to start. All right, so now it's my pick again at the 13-12. Really no, nobody that's that sticks out the most other than there was two kickers taken at Justin Tucker and Harrison Buckner. Um let's see. Golden Tate. I mean, I think that's a good pick at the 13-10 late in drafts. So going based on this at wide receiver, you know, I'm going to go, I have my choice of running back and receiver. I'm going to take at this pick, I'm going to take Alan Lazard. I think with Jerome Allison opting out, I mean, Devontae Adams is the clear cut number one, obviously, but I think Alan, Alan Lazard has the potential to have a good season you know, he could be your flex. He could be possibly a wide receiver too on some weeks. Well, we don't know exactly, obviously, but he does have some really good upside. And with that, with my my pick at the 14-1, obviously these are my, my last couple picks. So I'm going to go defense and I'm going to go kicker. So right now looking at the position at kicker, I'm gonna grab I'm gonna grab Will Lutz because obviously you wanna ever you wanna try to find a kicker that's on a high powered offense and I love the Saints offense. So I'm gonna go ahead and grab Will Lutz here. And then for my defense. Um I'm gonna have to wait for that to come around. But you know, when it comes to defenses, you know, you wanna try to find the best week one matchup you can. You because you're gonna stream defenses all year long unless you find the Chicago Bears defense of a couple years ago, or just like you had with the uh, the Patriots or defense last year. But most people are going to stream defenses. So for me, New Orleans Saints, I know, play the Bucks the first game of the season, so I'm not going to pick the Saints, even though they're the best defense right now on the board. And honestly, I don't know all the, the whole schedule right now, so I'm going to go in and choose... I'm just going to choose the Rams defense. I think the Rams have enough pieces there where, you know, this, and obviously this pick doesn't really matter that much only because if they don't have a good matchup, I can just drop them and pick them another defense. So I'm going to just take the Los Angeles Rams there. And that's it. I mean, that's, that's the draft pretty, pretty quick, uh, strat, you know, pretty, pretty quick draft, you know, so a recap of my team, I have Tyreek Hill, Julio Jones, Mark Andrews, Amari Cooper, Ronald Jones, Terry McLaurin, Tevin Coleman, Jordan Howard, Antonio Gibson, Jalen Rager, 
Baker Mayfield, Carlos Hyde, Alan Lazard, Will Lutz, and then the Los Angeles Rams defense. So let me know if we do think about that that roster. Let me know in the comments. You know, if if you're on watches on YouTube, tell me if you like that roster. Tell me if there's a players that you like better than what I had at the position that I've drafted them at. But this is this is kind of what it looks like. I mean, I didn't take a running back until the five twelve, and you know, I picked up Ronald Jones. So Ronald Jones is going to be my starting running back on my roster. I know that sounds gross to say, but I have elite players all around them. So hopefully that carries my my offense throughout the season, my team throughout the year, where. If I do need to make moves, I have the star power with the names I have on my roster. So that's it for today. That's that's the draft. And I really appreciate you guys listening today. Please like, comment, and share this with your friends, with your family. On the next episode, I will be discussing my must-have running backs for 2020. So don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss another episode. If you want to connect with us on social media... You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at The Good Iron Pod and on Instagram at Good Iron Fantasy Football. That's it for today. Have a great day, and we'll see you all in the next episode. Take care. <laughs>